Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. The Team Never Quit podcast is sponsored by Navy Federal Credit Union. Visit navyfederal.org slash celebrate to check out member-exclusive offers during Military Appreciation Month. All right, everybody, welcome back to the TNQ Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Luttrell. Every week, it's my job to fire you up, to ignite the legend inside of you, and to push you to your greatness. Join me every week as I take you into my briefing room with some of the most hard-charging people on the planet. They're going to show you how to embrace the suck of life, teach you the values of working your ass off, and charge through whatever life throws at you. This is the Team Never Quit Podcast. Don't buckle up, Buttercup. We're, we're going to like go out to the, an old farm where they have, you know, just... You could have said it was just a good idea and not told about it. <laughs> you remember how, you know, like when you're on deployment and you're stuck somewhere and you're just making up weights, you just find like an old bar and you tie some sandbags to it and oh, get some tire, engine parts the tires and tires. on the end of, Yeah, that was the best. The concrete tire. <laughs> or the, for the volleyball, or the, when we would uh, set up those bladders. Oh, concrete side the concrete tire. Concrete side tire right there. Them, the Marines come up with that stuff quick. Oh, yeah. You're a Marine. Don't you know what we're talking about? <laughs> you know, like Insta gyms. When you're out in the middle of nowhere. And it's funny because now we part of our loadout has to be the gym. Like, you got to move that out there so we can the work out as if the war's not hard enough. But uh, out, out in those You remember when you put concrete inside the tires to put volleyball poles in them? I never had. As soon as the ball would hit the net, the whole thing would fall over. Remember We would come oh, up with yeah. every way we could to bring a little bit of home to where we were at. Oh, yeah. I remember small things. my first platoon, we were doing this chase set over in Egypt. And our task unit, it was, it was uh, Charlie platoon and then the Bravo platoon. It was Jocko's platoon. Yeah. It was like Jocko, Drago, Steve Drum, Rob O'Neill, like all these dudes. We called them the ogres. Scotty Neal was in that platoon. God rest his soul. And they called us. That's probably why they separated we called them, by coast after that platoon. We called them the Bravo Platoon pipe hitters, and we were. They called us the Charlie Platoon runway models because mm, we, yeah. we 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 Fitting. had ten guys in the platoon. We all were right around the same buds class together. I think the oldest guy was twenty two years old. We had maybe two guys that weighed over two hundred pounds, and everybody in that there was a mandate in that platoon. You had to weigh over two hundred pounds. <laughs> so if they had a guy on the, if he was fluctuating the they limit, he'd be sitting in there eating like Keebler elf cookies, dunking them in peanut butter. Peanut butter, <laughs> peanut butter at night. I, I remember uh, Jocko comes in, he, and they were somehow I don't know how this happened, but they were catering us over there. We're you know sleeping in tents, and we were working with you know with a counter force, the Egyptians, and. Of course, you know, they don't eat that much over there. And then you got these Navy SEALs coming over there. And it was like Egypt Air somehow was catering this. So they would bring in airplane meals and, you know, small airplane meals. So I remember Jocko saying, 
All right. Um, Bravo Platoon, you guys get four meals. Charlie Platoon, you get two meals. And we're like, that just doesn't seem to make sense. <laughs> and he's just like, you got to eat big to get big. If you weigh over 200 pounds, you get four meals. <laughs> if you weigh under 200 pounds, you get two meals. You know, th- That doesn't make resonate with you until you're that heavy. And oh, you yeah. You get hungry, and it's like the law of tonnage. And I've heard that explained. It's like, why does he get the same mod? Because he's, he's, if you're 120 pounds, I'm 260. How does that even make sense? <laughs> oh, well, your stomachs are the same size. I'm like, oh, I, I get that part too, okay? But you're still going to have to pack some more fuel in. Imagine a longer Mine trip. stretches further than <laughs> yeah. yours does. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, back to the point you were saying about just making up different workout routines. I remember at one point, I come walking out of the tent in the morning, and there was some kind of structure it looked kind of like a squat rack with some bars on it but it wasn't a squat rack it was just some piece of metal we were using for a drying rack and i mean drag or yeah it was drago was squatting it and there was two guys laying over it for weights so they're just basically laying over it like an l and he's squatting down with two guys on the sides for weights and it was just like one of the most caveman workouts thank god thank god we didn't have cameras back then i don't know and then we would we would take turns leading the different PTs with with the Egyptians, and I, I remember the Egyptians come out there one day and they're like, because every time they would do it, every time the Bravo guys would do it, it would just be like lift heavy things. It'd be like a rock or whatever, and just be like hold over your head as long as possible. And then of course, when the Egyptians wanted to do PT, it was like soccer. Yeah, always so, soccer. So all, all the Bravo pipe hitters would just stand in front of the net. So there'd be like 12 goalies over there, and they'd be like, all right, Charlie, you guys run and kick the ball. We'll just stand here and block the net. <laughs> I don't play, play, were, you, were you playing soccer with us in Ramadi when Charlie Milton was out there with us? I remember playing soccer. Oh, my I think God. We did a couple every, times. Redneck bastard. I remember, remember we played baseball one day. So. I found that picture. Of that baseball team we played on. Yeah. And then one of the guys that was on there, one of the contractors, one of the letter agency guys that was playing with us, he reached, he, he found me like last year. He's like, hey, man. He sent that picture to me. He's like, you remember this? And I was like, Is oh Mike my in God. it too? I'd double back. Oh, that would be awesome. That was a short That would be cool. I was and you're in it. Really? <laughs> when we had the, the Miller High Life <laughs> team shirts, yeah. our, That's so somebody funny. sent them to us. Man, I think about that. I, yeah, that was I, a little... I, I, if I remember, I'll do it. I got, it's in my, my, my Love Me binder at the house. You need to do an intro or something? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's all good. Welcome back to the podcast. You guys have been listening to some awesome people talking. If you guys haven't already, make sure you subscribe on YouTube. We're dropping new videos every single week. You guys don't want to miss that, especially this one. This one's going to be a lot of fun. We got some awesome guests in store, but before we get to them, let's get our Patreon question of the day out of the way. Patreon Russell, question. Russell asks, if you were on a, des- a deserted island... You put dessert. If you're on a deserted island, what gun would you carry and why? I don't know if that's the only thing I'd be worried about on a deserted island is a gun. I wouldn't carry one if it was just me out there. It's deserted. What do you need a gun a for? Deserted island. Yeah. But if you had to carry one. In case of the zombie apocalypse? Yeah. You're on a deserted island because there was a zombie apocalypse. What gun would you be carrying? Yeah. And I was on an island? You're on an island. Most certainly would be a wheel gun of some sort. I might have to Probably say have, I, I might say, have to say I, I would have a fifty cal because how are you going to carry that? It's a beast. To Come carry on, man. Do do I have to carry? You got to stipulate some of the uh, rules here. Specific. Do I have to carry it every day? He said day? carry, so I'm going to go with a three fifty seven wheel gun because you it'll fire with sand in it. It it won't rust. But an AK forty seven, on the other hand, could do the same thing. I would I, w- I would want a knife. Can we choose? Can we, do we have to? You can choose. Are we on it together? No, it's just... Can you, you it's deserted. It's, just, <laughs> it's deserted. I mean, 
you know, do I shoot coconuts out of the tree yeah, with this gun? I mean, what, what am I doing with this gun? Slingshot? <laughs> a knife. I guess just a hand. Yeah, I would want a knife, if anything. Yeah, right. But a Crossbow. handgun? Crossbow. I get my arrows back. I keep on Did hunting. it say what I kind can... of weapon? No, nope. this is... I say. It says gun. <laughs> it says gun. Yeah, and it says deserted island. So that doesn't mean you're alone. Because deserted what the hell does mean deserted no mean? Well, it could mean that the island has got... Deserted? I don't know. You said desert island. Yeah. So this is a it's trick a question. Island. What if the <laughs> island is, is made of cream cheese? Crossbow's probably pretty island. good. That's a solid <laughs> answer. You can fish with that. You can I shoot coconuts out of them. There's Crossbow. coconut trees. Yeah, Crossbow, yeah, man. Crossbow. Mm-hmm. You can also, I don't know how to use that. You got, yes, you do. You don't know how to use a crossbow? You're a Marine. I thought Marines could figure anything out. You can figure out a crossbow, babe. I still go with knife. It's, yeah, you know the deal. It's not that you don't know. It's, it's just haven't been trained on it yet. They're, now they have the pneumatic. Where I got them in my truck. I just just put imagine a putting a bow and arrow on a rifle instead of shooting a bullet, you're shooting an arrow. Same principle. I've got the and, but you can get your, your. What happens when you run out of arrows? You, you go get it. You well, don't run out. Yeah, you can't go back. You can't go get a bullet, can you? But you can go get an arrow. You can make arrows. They actually cool call them button. bolts, not arrows. Yep. I'm sorry. Bolt. Really? Yeah. They're they're crafty. Nine hundred feet per second. No, 400 feet per second. 120 yards is the one I got. And there's ones that you can reload yourself. They have the ones that are pneumatic, have the CO2 cartridges. I have one that literally I shot a practice tip arrow through my targets and in through my well shed wall. It was so cool. It's intense. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was first time I got intense. my, I was terrified to walk, to try to cock it because I didn't know. I mean, thing it goes, it takes fingers off. On the, on the weapon system itself, it says, do not put fingers here because if that, Line goes forward, and your fingers are over the top of that grip. Take them right off. Yeah, that, that is the difference between a rifle and and hanging with a bow and arrow, hunting like that. Let's go with crossbow. I like crossbow. Bust you up. All right. Well, that's the answer, Russell. Thanks for <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> hey, Russell. Thanks for asking the question. If you want to ask a question to the guys, to the guests, Patreon.com/slash Team Never Quit. We got exclusive access to the show merch. We put your name in the credits on YouTube. A lot of other cool stuff. Make sure you check us out Dude, on Patreon. If you can fast it to it. Well, I'm thinking you can build shelter with that, that. that. everything. You can dig with it. I just figured with a fifty cal. I Shut up, Mike. Nobody wants to fifty cal. If any shit comes with, if any shit comes within but, two you know, miles I, I of that deserted island, shoot I'm the taking ship. a shot at the ship. Yeah, it's a signal. They're gonna uh, see. I'm well, not you can gonna shoot. shoot a, you can shoot a crossbow on fire into the air. They'll see that. That makes more sense than taking out the people. You're gonna see the muzzle blast of a fifty at night. For a mile. I guarantee if you're sitting in the wheelhouse of a ship and a 50 cal impacts the side of that glass, you're going to know somebody's on that. You're going to turn the other way and go away from <laughs> it. Nah. You're probably not, not going to come over and <laughs> yeah, see no what's thing. going on. Yeah. Somebody's shooting us. <laughs> go the other way. Yeah. Is it, it's kind of like that. Where's that one island at where there's still all the... Uh, wow. Is that what it is? It's where, unbelievable. Where the, that one guy tried to go in there with the kayak was a couple yes. years ago. And the same people have been on this island. Oh, no, 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 no. South that, America. That's completely different yes. than what we're talking about. Yeah, that's, yeah. you're talking about with those, the indigenous tribes Yeah, the indigenous people on You there. can't go there. It's called, um, uh, say what, the nail? Say No, that's not it. Say what, the nail? Didn't he bring like a football two, with him too? They pulled two people off of the it walrus. one time and they died immediately. The walrus. But, um, yeah, a guy went over there in a kayak. Remember that? And he brought like a basketball or football with him and they killed him. I killed him. He, he wanted to break. They shoot at the airplanes and like, helicopters. Yeah. Fishermen drive over there and they think, people try to help them. They're like, hey, mm-hmm. help They you. don't need help. No, they don't need it. 
They don't need it. Yeah, they were. They, they don't want stories it. of where they, <laughs> they came over. Yeah. That up. There were stories where Look helicopters that up, that came up. over dropping supplies and, and they're shooting bow and arrows at them <laughs> and throwing spears at them. <laughs> I saw that that uh, that Amazon sun begins. Those Amazon folks that um, they their huts are on the water. So and so they're I guess they've developed their eyes have developed where they can see clear underwater. You seen that documentary? It's real. I'm not making. Oh, what's it, it called? We are the walrus. They're not the people that live on those huts that just float on the water out yeah. there. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. What would he? Yeah. yeah, type kayaker killed by indigenous tribe on island. I guess football with a football because he, he, he brought it over to make friends with them. They killed him. They with killed him. Football. There's, and supposedly there's signs everywhere as you're by approaching. Because yeah, yeah. there's been stories of people who not were shipwrecked on that island <laughs> and they were killed by the indigenous people. No, no, people. no, no. no. Hey, what was the name of that movie? Is it over the football? Killed by island the people. Green something. Indigenous. I can't even oh, spell indigenous. indigenous. Green Inferno, yeah. Hardly say it. Y'all don't watch that. How do you... I-N-D... <laughs> yeah, I don't watch that. There you go, right? Which one is it? Apparently Man this happens more than time we thought. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> oh my gosh. Man killed remote on the island, tried to declare Jesus to try. Okay, so I just wanted the name of... I'm, I'm trying. trying. You tried to offer island. gifts. Of, yeah. North Sentinel Island. Obviously not them. What was it, Sentinel Island? It says North Sentinel Island. What does it say? That, is, that is it. That yeah. is it. Sentinel North Island. Sentinel Island. Yeah. Well, there you go. I heard e- even the uh, ship's captain that dropped him off there got in trouble because yeah. he had been, wa- supposed to go he had been it, warned. Right? And supposedly, from what I read, you might want to fact check this. But it's all true. <laughs> fact check. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I'm pretty sure it was like his second attempt to go over there. And I mean, he just paddled in a little kayak and was like, I'm going to bring you some, uh, you know, treats from the Western world. One thing was a football. Yeah. I mean, we, we've saw how even Europeans throw a football. So you can imagine like some people have been in. He I'm probably threw the football at somebody hit him in the face. Yeah. Or he had it to him. He picked him up and took a bite out of the football. <laughs> this is not food. <laughs> or they all got, or they got <laughs> sick. Yeah, they got sick. Yeah. Here's your this no. tastes like leather. <laughs> oh, my Great gosh. Idea. Some people, man, you just can't fix. <laughs> well, that was a great question. That just cued off. It did. Hey, a we got a question. great couple, power couple in store power. for you guys today. Powerful. Mike Sowers, Sam Bonilla. So excited to have you guys. You guys, y'all probably know both of these folks. Mike, Navy SEAL, combat veteran, owner of Forged, philanthropist. You do a lot with Forged, right? Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Do they? Sam. Devastating. Marine Corps, right? Marine. Hurrah. Oh, here we go. I mean, so a Navy SEAL and a Marine walk into a bar. Walk into a podcast Uh, studio. Walk into a a podcast studio. You guys can go all Uh, different ways with that. Those jokes last forever. The best part about this, just so our viewers know this, our listeners know this, is that Sam is taller than Mike. And she's a Marine, too. That's and not a, that's not a made that up thing. Yeah, that's right here. The bio. I mean, yeah. That's not that hard. That's the coolest part about it is that she's, she's, straight, she's head to legit. Wait, keep talking me up. Go ahead. Yeah, what else Finish my yeah, I got yeah, a lot yeah, of go stuff ahead. here. I'm sorry. She has a master's degree in Homeland Security with a certificate in intelligence. I don't know if you guys knew that. Ooh. And paralegal studies, right? Paranormal studies. Me and now too. you're the marketing manager <laughs> and concept producer for Forged. Yeah, this is my boss. And a social media influencer and a model. Oh, thank you. And an Instagram celebrity. Yeah. All these things. Mike, who are you again? <laughs> She's got the beauty. This is my hell. Did you? This is Mike. This is Mike. How'd that happen? 
Because we've known each other. We, we've been through hell and back together. How did you... How oh, do you do that, story. man? That's a good job. I'm proud of you, man. <laughs> how did you guys? That's a good it's place a great to start. Story, I'm still yeah. trying to figure that out. How did you, you guys? Yeah, how did you guys meet? Sam? Kick it off. I don't even know. Well, no, because well. he'll embellish it in no, church. No, no, no. <laughs> God, God. All started. right, you want to hear the real story? <laughs> no one's heard the real story before. I could probably guess about half of it, but anyway, go ahead. We we had actually there met. There I was. So so there I was, knee deep in grenade pins, ten clicks out the damn lie. Okay, good. Now go. Now go. <laughs> we had actually met through some mutual military friends um, at what, two different events. Yeah, two different events. Sam was living in L.A. and I was down in San Diego, and I just happened to be at the gym one night and maxing out. I was like ten o'clock at night. I, I was on a sit-up machine. I think I was somewhere around 1,200. I lost count. I can't really not remember. Night, dude. Burning it down. She saw it. And I, I, you know, I get this notification on my phone. It was a Tinder notification on my phone. And it said, someone has super liked you. So, of course, I stopped my workout immediately. Click on there. And I had never had a super like. I wasn't even sure what a super like was. I don't even know what that is. Was. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Tinder, yeah. I was kind of new to Tinder. Yeah, so. Melly took me offline before I got before. to partake in any of all that. So, I, But I, by the look of your face, it seems exciting. I've never even heard that on any social platform. Super like. Super like. Super like. So I stop what I'm doing. I click and I see the picture. You almost have to stop. And... I recognized her immediately, but I had never seen that picture before. Was she in the gym with you? No, no. I was no, in L.A. No, no, She was oh. in L.A. I was still living in L.A. It was, this was just on my phone. On oh, okay. Tinder. All right. But it pops up in the profile so picture. I sent him a message. I'm like, you look familiar because he popped up on my Tinder. And I was like, oh, I'll double like him or super like him, whatever. Get his attention. Not whatever you know. So. Yeah, yeah, you were well, there. Well, Anybody's smart with all no, those No, we're just friends at this you? point. We're just friends at this point, right? That's what everybody says. So I like her back, and that became an issue. Wait a minute. That's our relationship when, start. Did you super like her back? No, he I did not. I did not. He did not Ooh. super like me back. So. But Way to play the game, Mikey. I did not, I did <laughs> not even know super like was a thing. I wasn't sure with a super like button. I just that? went back and, and liked her. But she let me know right away that there was a super like button, and I should have super liked her. I would have if I would have so known So we were off to a great was. start. So well, she didn't call her by the wrong name like I did my wife the first time we met. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, that's another story. That's, that's, a, that's another usually story a good all start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's alcohol involved. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. So he invites me out to San Diego. He's like, well, you should come out. I'll give you Mikey's dive bar tour. I was like, that's oh, what he said. That's how he delivered yeah. it to you? Oh, yeah. Well, because oh. we're just friends, right? And I was like, oh, I'll bring my roommates with me, you know? Right. So I had no intention of bringing my roommates with I know, me. We know so that. on the day before, <laughs> I was like, too. oh, my roommate's canceled. Is it still cool if I come out? And he's like, of course, come on out. I'm like, yeah, yeah, they can come yeah. down, sleep on a couch. Come down yeah. to the beach. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, so she was going to come down and bring a bunch of girls with her? Well, that, that was the, the problem. Well, or your roommates was, were dudes? Because I was trying to be casual about it because we're just friends, right? You know, so I was like, oh, I'll bring my girlfriends, you you know. Like, yeah, no big deal. You guys just sleep on my couch. Yeah. It's cool. And then at the last minute, oh, they canceled. Is it still cool if I come alone? Absolutely. Yeah, no so. problem. So we decided to go on Mikey's dive bar tour. Oh. So you got to see him in all his glory the first night you guys hung out. Oh, yeah. And did y'all talk, right? talk on the phone or anything like that before that? It was just... Um... We had lost touch. We'd only met each other those couple times at those events. Okay, yeah. so your so first we really... real time together was doing yeah. the tour? Yeah. Hey, you yeah. tell me she's like you when she gets drunk? No. No, no, no. She, Sam actually, she's, it's hard to tell how much she's had to drink. <laughs> because when, I mean, whether she drinks two drinks or 10 drinks, 
she still has all the same mannerisms and everything. Well, that's she, cool because you completely fucking fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for all the wheels <laughs> off, this. I mean, yeah. shit's laying on the ground. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, yeah. So let's caveat into. I am uh, one year sober yeah. now. One year, one month. <laughs> one year and one month. So, I really picked the wrong year to stop drinking. Yeah, I mean, I if you could pick, haven't you ever seen airplane? Like, I picked the wrong to stop year drinking. drinking. 2020 was not, not the year not to the stop year. drinking. No shit. All right. Okay. So. Mikey, he he rolled you up Mikey's dive bar tour. I don't really remember much after that. That's how it was. Cool. Wow. That. There you go. <laughs> we went, went well. to all of San Diego's finest dive bar establishments. Yes, we did. And as you guys know, when you go to a dive bar, there's a lot of there, there's a lot of things you can learn about in a dive bar. And you know, there's some criteria too as what is considered a dive bar. Mm-hmm. I, I like to think your selection has to be mainly whiskey in a dive bar. There has to be a picture of Burt Reynolds somewhere, somewhere around this dive <laughs> there bar. There have to be Christmas lights. Christmas, Christmas lights, lights need to be used. Or, or some kind of vehicle that relates to Smokey and the Bandit or some, some form exactly. in the parking lot. Exactly. Christmas and lights would, is a good one. And you would be surprised. If you really go into a dive bar, spend some time there, dig around, you, you will find those Smokey and the Bandit references in sure. those dive bars. And then last but not least, there needs to be a jukebox. Oh, to yeah. be an official dive bar, there needs to be a jukebox. The pool table that doesn't lean to the, you know, in the, <laughs> the back with the, the green felt scratched up, none of the pool cues. That, that's... Yeah, yeah that, you're that, right. Yeah. You should have a I should add table, that yeah. to the list. Definitely. Well, no, because some of them don't have those, right? right but I mean, right. you can still... If, the super if, if, small yeah. divey ones. But, but it also needs the spilt beer stains. That's what I'm talking I'm, about. I'm, At least I'm like somebody got murdered on it. Yeah. And then there's <laughs> that spot where, where it's, it's all the way through to the slate there where the cue ball will actually <laughs> stop in there. Right before the cue ball right there, yeah. is, that's already down to the steel, right? And yeah. then the rest of it's got... And then, when, and then when you walk into the bathroom, smells just god-awful. Somebody drew a big-ass cock on the wall somewhere. <laughs> and there's one of those huge mints, not the regular ones. But it's one in pieces. Yeah, thrown in the, in the urinal. Oh, yeah. It says don't eat rolls. that. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> or the... Or there's no door or separator between the urinal and the toilet. <laughs> so it's That's just the, the toilet thing. there yeah. and the yeah. urinal. People yeah. go in both. Make, both. You know, it, it makes for some real awkward situations. Dude, we, we do some, I'm we just thinking sh- this was our first date. Yeah. These dive bars, these dirty Man, dive you gotta bars. Man, you got to set the set the foundation. Like yeah. This is probably as worse as it's going to get. <laughs> we can build on It can only go up from here. Yeah. yeah. So where, what is your favorite dive bar? I mean, y'all been around now and traveled around. What you do you, know, what do you I, got? The one in Vegas, for sure. The really cool one. There's no such thing Where as a cool dive. It's got the bullet double. in the wall. Oh, What's it called? yes, yes. From, tell them the Pioneer, the Pioneer Inn. Inn. Have you guys ever been to the Pioneer Inn? No, no where's it? It's strip? just it's, outside of Vegas. No, it's it's, it's outside a, of Vegas. It's about an hour outside of Las Vegas, and it's actually if you look up the Pioneer Inn, it's actually been used in a lot of movies. Um, Five Figure Death Punch just did a, a video out there. And it looks the same as it did in the turn of the century. There's bullet holes in the wall where people got killed in poker games. And they have the actual citation written up right next to the bullet holes. They, uh, it's they, the I think they That's filmed legit. scenes of Fear it's and Loathing in Las Vegas out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. okay, the, yeah, the Mexican yeah. with Brad Pitt. They, yeah. they filmed a few scenes in there, but it looks just like the turn of the century in, in there. And they actually was it Clark Gable. Um, he died in a yeah. plane crash out there in the desert, and they actually have parts of the plane there on the wall. 
Pioneer Inn. It's the Pioneer Inn. It's a saloon. It was the Pioneer Inn or Pioneer Saloon. But it's about an hour outside Las Vegas. But if if you get to Las Vegas and you got a little mm-hmm. free time, definitely go to the Pioneer Inn. I can't think of another dive bar that competes with that one, right? Yeah. We, we like the Ches, <laughs> the Ches J. Ches J in Santa Monica. That, that has, is that has so a lot of cool. history, too. Oh, yeah, it's, they, they actually use it. What was the Billy Bob Thornton show? In the Billy Bob Thornton, Thornton series where he's an attorney. Goliath. Goliath. Have you guys yeah. seen that one? Uh, I haven't watched it yet. It's, it's, it's good. It's the bar that they film. They, they film quite a bit of the movie. Supposedly his office is right next door at this little flea bag motel, which is actually right, right next to it. Right there in Santa Monica. But, I mean, there's pictures of, like, elephants in the bar back in the day. It's, like... A whole like like traveling circus was in there with peanut shells mm-hmm. on the floor. It's got the Christmas lights. It covers all the. Have you and, been to McSorley's up in New York? I've heard of McSorley's. Did we go there? Where, That's in one New of York my City? favorite ones. Yeah, old school. Is that the one water. where they have the uh, wishbones hanging on there? Where guys from the Civil War hung a wishbone on this string <laughs> before they, they went tit- there? The, when the Titanic sank, that newspaper's in there. Really? They just recently put a, another bathroom in to separate the males and females. I mean, it's it's one of the long narrow ones. They got two beers, light and dark. It's just like the bathroom is just a trough that oh, runs down the wall. I mean, there's the turn of the century in there, and they don't clean it. There's dust. Like, you can't even imagine. And it is old school. And, I mean, they got that Irish guy in there. Just, and it, it's only eight ounces for one of those. So you can get carried out of there pretty quick. But it is a lot of fun. Yeah. And then there's a military bar in Savannah, Georgia. That is probably one of the best ones I've ever seen. And because I can't think of it off the name. We were just we were there for in Patriot Savannah tour. for a... What was that? I mean, bro. That like was a three, good one. I don't remember the name of it. That was awesome. Water. Yeah. That was yeah. like an Irish bar. I, yeah, I was going to say it was like, oh, Shanahan or Riley or something, man, dude. It was did, did they have a bunch of plaques yes, on the everywhere. wall? Like Rangers, Seals, yes. Green Berets? Everybody. I mean, he's had the best collection I, I, more than a, than a museum. We went well, there I got a And you can drink in there. I got a sad story for you. That burned down? No, but... If it's the same bar we're talking about, uh, when we were... At we, Eddie Gallagher's retirement, we, we At all Eddie went. Gallagher's retirement, yep. we were in Savannah, Georgia, and they had the after party, I believe, at the same bar, and uh, Tyler Merritt from Nine Line was there, and he was good friends with the owner, and he said, hey, if there's anything on the walls here you want, let me know, and I was like, why would I take anything off this great collection? And he said they were actually closing the bar down, and that would be the last night that it was open. What? Yeah. Dude, that's so oh, sad. That was man. a great spot. That's yeah, a- it was so cool. Oh, it, it, was, it was fun. It was, it was an amazing bar. Yeah, it was multiple levels. Multiple levels. Yep. Only yep. Come down that Definitely. cobblestone. That's right. Damn and, it. And unfortunately, that's... You know, with what's happening in the country right now, all the best it, that's going to, you know, they all of these establishments that have been around Should we buy it and make a safe years house out of it? <laughs> are going out of business now. It's, it, it's a sad story. I saw one the other day. It was a diner in L.A. It had been used in over 100 oh, movies. I've heard that. This is a sad that, story. That. That's terrible. Yeah. Over 100 movies. For free. Yeah, he yeah, and, and, for free. You know, all these celebrities, you know, they, I mean, all the way back to like Belushi mm-hmm. and uh, Will Ferrell and all these guys. Oh, it's one of my favorite spots to go to in LA. And I saw on the news that it was going out of business. And it, I mean, it's happened over and over again. I saw that was the arcade on the it's Santa just Monica sad Pier. That no one came and helped and yeah, gave no, him I, the money to stay open after he helped everyone out with all these movies. I mean, 
That's sad. What sucks we'll is they don't have a choice. Yeah. 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 We'll get, tell that dude just to hold on, man. We'll get, that's, that's too but bad. But it's everyone you know, these days. Hollywood with plenty of money. You think they would go in there and yeah. 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 Give exactly. me a cheeseburger for a hundred bucks. Uh-huh. Yep, exactly. That's, I would assume that's what would have happened. Somebody could have at least come up with a GoFundMe or, you know, all these actors that basically used that restaurant in their movies, you know, directors and other people. You think they would have tried to save that. That's where that's that. That's happening to the best, though. And, That's too bad. Yeah, it, it's too bad that all of these mom and pops and, and these establishments that have, you know, been in the American culture for, you know, some of these 100 years, you know, multiple generations of families now, they're probably not going to make it, you know, out of this pandemic. and. I mean, to me, that's it's, it's just like we talk about dive bar. Like, that's history. It's just like when you walk in, you see all that stuff on the walls and, and they talk to you, like bullet holes in the walls or a fist in the wall. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a bar in Encinitas, a little dive bar, and and uh, the lady there was telling us a story about John Wayne used to stop in there with all the actors. They would go down to Tijuana fishing. Yeah. And Encinitas was kind of halfway between L.A. and San Diego, and they— John Wayne and his old cowboy buddies would come in there and have some beers and get a little rowdy and just all kind of stories like that. And probably, you know, a place like that probably isn't going to make it through the pandemic. So it's sad to see establishments like that in mom and pop places, just places that have history, you know, and that's stuff that you don't read, you know, in a history book. But it's still they're great stories. Think about that throughout time. I mean, guys and gals always love to have a place to get together and do this no matter what. So those those stories that are hidden. Like, yeah, you don't ever talk about those. In like, no, when, no, when you no. talk about everybody's life, there's always everybody has a little spot they like to go to and do that. And um, as we're shifting through all this, it's like yeah, some of those are shutting down, but you watch. So something will come back around out of it, take its spot. Yeah. When, when it comes to that, it's Especially with our communities and what we like to do, that quiet when you when you dive you know dive down in there, just kind of like, mm-hmm. that will be a shame if all those if all those places shut down and because there's going to be a generation that, that didn't exist anymore, and then the history's gone. Exactly. I mean, it's not going to be in a right. book or anything. You're right, and they're not going to be able to talk about it. It's one of those things you can't believe how much fun you can have in there. Like our dad would put us in there. Back in the day, we go to a cheeseburger or something, and you kind of can't appreciate it. And then when you get older, you realize how much fun you can have. Mm-hmm. And how and, good that damn cheeseburger was. Oh, yeah. dude, so good. And you know it's... They usually have the best cheeseburger. <laughs> you know it's so good. They they don't really add anything to the recipe. Nothing. It's just 100 years of oh, grease and grizzle. And you get that thing shutting down the side, dude. Even the bun's glistening in the le- And it's just like, but it's, you know, it's kind of like the slam burger in Danny's. You're always like, what's what's the secret sauce? Like, you don't want to know, know what the secret sauce is. You can't even imagine what happens in here. But don't worry, it's good. But that's what I was going to say about Danny's, how... Remember they were telling us the new chick that's taking over is removing all the photos or something. Is that right? There, there was some. No. There was some rumor of that. Yeah. But but it, it didn't happen. Foolish. Hey, when yeah. you were telling me that they were they cut and when they cut, took all the duck feet out and had, that picture you showed me, I heard they were moving that down to wherever the grinder. They putting it back. Talking about the grinder? Yeah, the grinder. The the last thing that I had heard is that they were actually keeping buds in the same spot. That's what I, they, they were going to leave the grinder there. That's kind and of. And they a, were going to leave the grinder, but obviously that's not the case. Maybe uh, they're going to redo it and put it back. Because I was one to auction those. If you were auctioning off those feet, can, do you understand that every single one of us had to lay there? Exactly. Every single one of us had to lay there. I mean, you can't tell me there's nothing through that little spot. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, that's hard. I wanted to be buried there. And in my will, before, before I got out, I was like, if I die, bury me under one of those. I mean, that would actually make a pretty good tombstone. Just Boom. add those duck feet right to your yeah, just stencil your, stencil your name underneath the feet. <gasps> have those that's ca- a great have, idea. You know, hey, yeah. Gold plate them, right? And then where you can lift them up and just keep pouring team guys in there. <laughs> I would be buried with my buds class. My buds right there. Right here. This is my buds <laughs> class feet right here. I want my head right and put my in there with them, with the rest of my dudes. Propped up. It's just your name, your buds class. Yeah, just your buds class. <laughs> That's awesome, that man. Just good. put us in one hole together. All right, so you guys went to a dive bar on your first date. He threw up all over you, and you were in love. Is that true? No, I, I think did that, not throw I, I think up. No, she I, threw up all over you, and y'all I fell got into a fight. You got in a fight? She did get into a fight. I was actually take holding back. I, you know, anywhere. It's the first he held back. I'm like, you didn't jump in? He's like, what am I supposed to do? Did she punch you out in your first I fight? Just, well, it was three girls on one. But, and, and and that's a difficult situation a as a man now, to be yeah, this. Exactly. I, I'm basically being a barrier like this, <laughs> trying, trying to push away and just getting slap boxed in the face from both sides. Trying so to he push was having a away. kick-ass time is what he's telling me. Yeah. Getting beat up by yeah. the girls. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a tough situation when your girlfriend gets in a fight with well, other girls. Why are you not a girlfriend yet? Right? Yeah. I thought y'all were being this casual. This is first date. Well, yeah, I mean... You, you go on a date with a, a Marine. I mean, what do you expect? She's drinking with. First of all, I never, I, I never got to go on a date with a Marine like that. We never had any of them run across us like. Uh, I don't drink whiskey a- anymore. Not my, no, not after that. Is that, that your was, power fuel? Is that what you're, oh yeah. Oh, is that what you're running on that night? Whis- yeah. Whiskey, <laughs> whiskey and makes her no frisky. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So you got in a, got in a knockdown, dragout gang fight. Mm-hmm. You did. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll go. With that. Yeah, there was uh, you know no shots involved. Maybe just knives, chains. No. That's just Dude, that's a little little nice something like out of a kung fu movie or like Lethal Weapon Four. Hey, can she talk shit real good? Oh, she can talk shit. Does she? Oh, yeah. She'll put on this. She'll put on this presentable show here. Thanks. But a throat chop. Marines I'm a nice chop, lady. But I'm a with, nice. You you add some whiskey with a marine, and the marine comes out. That's like that's like our, that's like our mom. She's the sweetest thing, and she when she even cusses, it sounds cool. But when she t- flips the switch. It's. I mean, we like want to take notes. I mean, she, I mean, she could talk shit like make you feel bad. Yeah, oh, we she talk can a do lot that. of shit, but you dish it out too. Oh yeah, so you can take. Well, it. That, well, that, you have to have that ability in our community. You have to. People talk about us in the military, like when we go back and forth, we haze each other, go back and forth, like the mental games. Mm-hmm. That's actually training because when you go over and if your enemy's talking smack to you and you get crushed mentally because he's pointing something out, then that's that's no good. And that's actually why we do that. And it's, 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 if you're not getting picked on around here, there's a problem. The more you get picked on, it's, oh, it's yeah. like, hey. And our friends are brutal, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They tear each other it's up. Called, oh, it's yeah. called love. Hey, how did you, uh, because you, um, your family's all military. You're right. You got my an aunt and uncle. A, my daddy was a Marine, Marine right? Mm-hmm. And um, your dad's like an overachieving nexus. Yeah. He's like a cop, military, a lawyer. lawyer Did like you him. tell him the land nav story yesterday, though? How he got lost out here? <laughs> out here. Marcus had to go get him. Out here. Mm-hmm. God, where was I at when he got It back? was hysterical. I don't know. But yeah, first time ever. Yeah, I had to go right. He was on a boat his whole life, right? I, so, so. I, I heard a little fear in the voice. On the he phone called. Call. <laughs> he was climbing over a barbed wire. He comes back. Was he not all cut up? No, no, no. He everything? was bleeding oh. out of the head and everything. And I was like, hey, the one thing I told him before he let out, I was like, don't just don't go over a fence or open a gate. You're, you're, you're in Valhalla. First thing I pull up, Matt crawled up barbed wire fence over, man. <laughs> yeah. I was like, we were lucky to get shot. He came That's out what right I told him. Mar- Marcus, well, and yeah. I was- Marcus and I were the QRF on the gator. I was like, you know, this is the first time I think you and I have ever had to go in and get a Marine out. 
was like, no, they got to come get yeah, us. Yeah, they were always saving us. They're always so saving that, us. So because your dad, yeah, I felt pretty good about is it. Is why I went in? Is why you went yeah, in? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know what he told me, too. I was 17, going to the different recruiter's office. He goes, I think you should go Air Force. It's a lot easier. It's going to be a lot better for you. He's a smart man. I mean, we all say you that. I don't even know. Yeah. Because I should have gone Air Force. <laughs> when I first saw you, I, when he was like military, I was like, oh, Air Force, of course. Yeah. Of course, you Air didn't Force. take his advice. You went no, straight to the Marine yeah. Corps. Yeah. Watch this. Yeah. Yeah. How was that? Was that a shock and all? I mean, you were raised by a Marine, so it was kind of like. Yeah, and it, I prepared myself, too, for it. I loved boot camp. It was funny. It was. It was a lot of fun. But um, it was tough. It was hard, you know. How long but did you I serve? A, four years. What was as your what intelligence was your analyst? Ah, yeah. Uh, Intel. Smart lady, huh? Intel. In the air wing pogue. <laughs> That's a marine term. Yeah, I had a marine kept pogue. calling me that one time. I was like, "What does that even fucking yeah, mean?" A shoe marine and a boot. was calling like, you. A pogue? You hear him calling. Yeah. Like, they didn't know what I. They didn't know what I did. Oh, you're talking about how Navy gives us rides and shit. And I was like, "Bro, <laughs> call me a fin." <laughs> pogue. I got one of the dumbest names. Most terrifying man. One of the most terrifying men I ever met was my OCS di Jason Jones. Yeah, Sergeant Major. Those two oh. buddies. Best buddies. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He's now the. Uh, or fixing to be the sergeant major of um, first first Marine Battalion. Really? Yeah, got it. Oh, it's outstanding. Yeah, that's I'm awesome. so proud of him. Yeah, he's a god, he's a scary fucker. Well, anyway, so how was that OCS? How's yeah, it? that's what I. And it was being a hardened battle right out of Ramadi. Guy. Right out of Ramadi. Two weeks yeah. after Ramadi, I'm in OCS. With, I remember you polishing all up, cutting your hair, shaving oh, your beard. Yeah, I remember, and I remember I was this all the guy. general orders and all that kind of shit, man. <laughs> I, I and he kicked, it. man. He oh, it sucked, bro. I got an interview with the admiral today. Wow, that sounds like fun. Oh, you got his ass kicked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, on that one. What a great story that was. Not for this podcast, but it was, just, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was an epic story. Yeah, yeah. not for this anyway, one. Yeah, because Marines, unbeknownst to most folks walking around the planet i mean they saved our asses oh you remember every All time we would time. have to go to a marine outpost they would have it squared away locked down security and we'd go on i mean we loved going into battle with marines oh man they would they doesn't matter what you. it was you they, tell they, them what to do they, they did not question. Question. What? some of the things i would watch them do were when they would go door to door we were the sniper overwatch oh yeah work with them i i, I was just thoroughly impressed I mean, I watched me and him watch this one crew go door to door. A little mm. bitty, their armor covered them. When they put their helmets on, you couldn't even see their face. You know, the rifle's kind of like this, man. They just didn't even care. I saw him sling his, this kid slung his rifle, the damn barrel was dragging the ground. Oh my but God. he was, I mean, it looked like a boulder. But I mean, like a, just, he was, dude, hard as. Never questioned. Dude, never said a word. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I mean, they would, y'all get in trouble when y'all hang out with us too long because. Obviously. Yeah, we relax. <laughs> we'll see y'all shaving in the field and blue, uh, blousing your boots. And we were just kind of like, uh, yeah, okay. yeah. We, we were hanging out so they'd have to shave and then those Dude, gunny so so much trouble. Like, what in the fuck is going on in your face? <laughs> yeah. You remember I mean, all the Anglico guys uh, that were out? Uh, they'd be out with us for about two months. they come back, baseball hat, beard going on. Kicked on the side. These are Marines? Oh, yes. Yeah. We'd see them the next have day. Have a couple new patches oh, on no. there. We'd see them the next day. They're clean shaving. Oh, no. Morale just down. Ah. Yeah, we can get we can get y'all into some trouble. Like I man. still won't walk on the grass. I won't cut across the grass when he. I'm like, oh, get she off yells the grass. at me all the time. Stop walking out the grass. It's a hand. state park. I'm pretty sure you don't walk to with walk your hands here. in your pockets. You know, no. Oh yeah. Okay. So best. Just this this gunny sergeant had this. I, I'm walking down the pathway, and this young marine's up on top of the pull up bar. Arms over the pull-up bar with his hands in his pockets, hanging from the pull-up bar like that, right? 
and come to find out the next day, I guess the uh, the gunny walked up on him and was like, "Hey, Marie, what are you doing?" He's like, "I'm just hanging out, gunny." And he was hanging out with his hands in his pockets. No so the chance. gunny put him up on that hand, <laughs> on that fucking <laughs> pull up bar, so he could hang out with his hands in his pockets. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> what? Uh, I, I got a lot genius. of good Marine stories, but one of the best ones I, I remember vi- so vividly is we were in Bahrain walking down the Avenue. And I was on the right side heading to the shopette, and on the left side right there, there's that garrison, and, and, and colors started coming down. And there was these two, you could tell they were younger sailors. They, they were kind of stupid. Stupid. Look at them. They had their shirts untucked. You know, Immature. Kinda, they were in civilian, civilian clothes, man. And when colors, they, they, had, they stopped, but they were coking and joking. And this freaking Marine was walked up behind them, and they, he didn't see them. They didn't see him. And they were... As colors, he was standing in formation. He was locked up, right? And they were coking and joking, doing colors. And see that red on that screen right there? So he, he had his high and tight, had blonde hair, typical Marine. And he started pulling that red from the feet. And I could see it from across the street, man. His face, by the time colors stopped, and you heard... They kind of turned around and saw him, and he was as red as that freaking screen right there. And he started screaming at them, dude. I mean... Terrible. You know, I think yeah. they died, man. I don't even I know if they died. I've never seen anything like that. He, he cut them down, dude, and put, they, he marched them out of there. He was so pissed. We were in formation at OCS doing drill, and the color started. I didn't even move for 30 minutes. I was so scared. And these two sailors were walking in, in dress whites were walking down the street about 150 yards down the road, dude. And my gunny standing right next to me, and they're, they keep walking while colors is going. And the same thing, dude. That old smoky hat he had on was damn spinning around his head. And as soon as they closed out colors, he took off like a shot from a gun to get those those kids. And I never saw him again, but... Yeah, I think they do something special with them. No one like did. They, yeah, they throw him under the brick. You never see him again. Because, I mean, when he screamed and then took off, it's like his right when his voice got to them and they turned around to see where it came from, he was already there. <laughs> I mean, dude, he was pissed. <laughs> yeah, it's special. That's a special breed of individual. They are, Unless man. they transition <sighs> from like an E6 whatever, whatever to y'all E7. Do to, whatever, they have, whatever y'all have to go through to get that. BRS yeah, is what they do. Yeah, yeah there you have it. <laughs> yeah, there's a big difference when you see colors on a Marine base and then colors mm-hmm. on a Navy base, you know, most of the time in the teams, you hear that little two-minute warning for colors. You team guys are diving off, this. running. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you're on a Marine base, especially what is it, like Fridays where they play like the long colors. The long colors, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a good, what, five minutes <sighs> out there at attention. There like, well, they're the, one, they're the reason they do this because they're the ones that have to raise the flag. Oh, yeah. Like anytime we go anywhere and have to take something back, they're the ones that have to take their ass up there and top of the hill. Top of the hill. Oh, yeah. That's why they're so funny about it. So so four so four years in four tow? years we're, in tow. Um, I was, was that? on the East Coast the whole time, but yeah, I loved it. I did. I loved it. It set me up for success. I think when I got out, I did have a TSI TSSCI clearance. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's Let's pretty good, up. right? It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure I didn't. Let I, I think mine got taken away a couple times, but. <laughs> it but it was good. I, I used my uh, educational benefits while I was in, so I got my bachelor's while I was in in Homeland oh, Security. Good. Yeah. So. During a war. My, well, that's yeah, not Mike's like, I didn't have time to go to school. I had plenty of time as an Intel Marine <laughs> to go to school. No, but. I mean, but that's a perfect time to get that. As yeah, we were going through would. all that, was cha- the transition I mean, from the, how we had to fight as opposed to the old ways was completely different. So you're, you're, what you were seeing as and learning was going together. What would you do when you – so you got your degree in while you were in. What would you do when you got out, right when you got out? I started going to school for my master's. Actually, I started going to school for teaching first in Naperville, Illinois. I moved back home, and teaching was not, not my that I found out real quick. Those kids were just belligerent 
They didn't want to listen to you at all outside of Chicago. It was hard. You know, it was very hard. And they said, you can't use a red pen. So I'm just getting out of the Marine Corps, right? I'm very by the book, not teaching little kids. You can't, you can't use a red pen because it'll give them bad thoughts. And you don't want to tell them two plus two doesn't equal five. You know, you have to say, how did you get that answer? Not that it's wrong, but how did you get it? But it is wrong. It's, it's four. Nope. You have to explain and never use a red pen. And it was just so different. So I'm like, this is not for me. This is not for me. Why would you change math? Yeah. Yeah. What do they call it? The Nothing common core it. now? It's... There's no wrong answers. There's no wrong answers. <laughs> I believe there was no, when we were in school. Sure. There was only one right yes, answer. Yes, there was. We and most of the like, times so, I didn't get that answer. <laughs> yeah. Quickly found out that wasn't for me. So got my master's in Homeland Security, Intelligence Studies, and uh, got my paralegal certificate, too. What'd you so, do? I started working in private investigations. After, when you were I moved a dick? To, well, I didn't get my... Um, license. I was working towards it. Okay. So, um, an interesting experience. It was, should have been a uh, spy. It was pretty cool. Are you a spy? Yeah. I got to do surveillance. Um, so what do they call those who get halfway through being a dig? Is that a limp dig? <laughs> Light. I don't know. Andrew? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Had to do a lot of process serving. So that was interesting when you have to serve someone papers, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. subpoena. So he would come with so me. I, was that fun? Did you like dress oh, you up in different already, uniforms? You guys, well, like off of, what was that movie? Yeah, so this is, we're already, I moved to San Diego out of LA. Cause I, I mean, it could take anywhere from two to okay, six so, hours. Okay, so back up. To, so when you, so when you dump, when you, when you dump teaching. Yeah. Then you got your master's degree and paralegal degree. I got out of Illinois. Were I moved you doing to that LA when, what, on my own. Did you already know him when you started that? Um... Is when I was finishing up my master's, yeah. Yeah, you were still doing your master's. When How I long have you guys been together you? now? Five years, Five years this year, yeah. So. You want to put a ring on it? That's why. Well. <laughs> I mean, way to throw no, him on the spot. No time like the president. Yeah. Yeah. Come to those who wait. <laughs> um, okay. Soon, soon. Her own Senate, because I mean, I'm, I mean, take a look at her. Was he already I, doing I, I'm we, not going to do have, any better. Yeah, yeah she's sitting right here. We understand. <laughs> we know exactly <laughs> what she looks Perfectly like. clear in the beginning. I, I, I've peaked. <laughs> I've peaked. <laughs> I'm not getting any. Was he already. So, Mike, you got an extremely successful business forged. Well, um, thank you. I mean, it's. Yeah. You're welcome. Good welcome. job. <laughs> thank you. Let's just back it up. I, I remember when you were coming up with a design for that. Yeah, I. When we were in Ramadi. Yeah. We'd... So I'll back it up before. How, how'd y'all meet? How'd you and Mojo meet? Platoons walked into uh, the high bay downstairs. He was standing right there at the entryway, and I came bebopping in. Buddies right then. I didn't. A funny story. That's right, right? Is that the first time we met? Yeah, when I rolled over From, right, right in, yeah, into the five, platoon. Yeah. And actually, at that point, I, I couldn't tell you two apart as well as I can now. And I actually, it was kind of funny because I actually messed you two up when I came in there. I didn't notice. And, and I had actually, or no, I think it was Marcus, because you had actually came over to my house uh, when I had a house in PB, I believe, while I was an instructor. And then I ran into Marcus, and he was like, hey, welcome to the platoon. Are you here? And so I ran into you at and the I'm front like, there. And I'm like, what are you talking yeah. about, man? I hung out with you a few times. Right. Like, Who'd you live with in, down in PB? Uh, Ryan Williams and uh, Glenn Baton. Okay, yeah. Because I was walking down. I was looking for two guys, you and Dave Winkley. Yeah. Because they had just gotten back. And I remember I walked up to him, and I kind of was saying something. And this is, that was the thing is I didn't know you how, how uh, senior you were to me. And I forget where we were when I was like, wait a minute, dude, how? What was your buds class? He's like, oh, I came. I was like, you never said a damn word. Because I got put in the LPO position from the, I got that yep. cap in. And um, 
then I was walking down to Dave Winkley. I was like, hey, bro, what's up, man? I was like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I just got back from deployment, about to go home, relax. I was like, feel like going on another deployment? Maybe Ramadi, worst place on the planet? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, ah, I think I'm good. I'm like, nah, you're going. I'll see you over. <laughs> Dude, I, I saw Here's your orders. Like, yeah, got yeah. both of y'all right there. there. Yeah, I get, eh, people tell me I look a little young for my age. Even uh, <laughs> Shit, especially back then. I, even when I was working as a civilian instructor at BUDS, I was, I was the proctor. I believe it's class 286. And they had the, the graduation dinner. And I won't name the CEO, but <laughs> everybody's dressed up, you know, and you're wearing a suit and tie and they do it now. They didn't do it when we went to Bud's, but now they have a big graduation dinner, you know, after you, you get your certificates, a whole week long really? of like ceremonies. That's cool. And some, you know, rich guy in La Jolla had died and he left a bunch of money. And in his will, he said, I want to pay for, which is, is really a, a nice idea, but he pays for a dinner that they have and they have it right on the grinder and- basically set this thing up like a whole like five-star meal catered it, it was really good and the ceo had come up i was talking to the you know i'm the proctor of the class at this point i think i'm like 37 38 years old at the time and the ceo is coming over congratulating guys hey congratulations oh, hey. and he comes up to me he says congratulations son what are you? <laughs> he said congratulations son what team are you going to i said uh Sir, I'm actually the proctor of the class. <laughs> I'm 38 years old. I, I, I've been an instructor here for five oh years. My God. <laughs> I, I, like I said, I don't want to say his name. Get to know your men sometimes. Mike Sauer, sir, good to meet you. And, and of course, like any good team guy, he's like, yeah, I'm just messing with you. Yeah, <laughs> Shut up, new guy. <laughs> How are all the guys doing? Yeah, yeah, you're senior to him probably, most likely. I know. Which is funny when, when I actually... Um, you know, quit training as a civilian instructor. It was most of the guys from our generation, you know, who, who were the all in the head shed there. So it, that's it, the craziest <laughs> part to me is that all of our guys are running or running the show now. Yeah. And it, you, you always had a good story, you know, when they would come up there and talk and they would look at you cause they know you knew them stories from buds, you know, <laughs> in the first platoon, Hey, you're not going to tell the story how I shot an AT4 in a berm 14 feet in front of me. No, no, we'll, we'll keep no, that. We, don't know about that. <laughs> we all have those stories though. <laughs> I, nobody remembers that. <laughs> so you guys got together. You were already running forged when. Yeah, he was. Yes. Mm -hmm. So how I did, was just helping out on the side. But it was fairly young though, right? You were helping uh -huh. out. Well, I you had already owned Forged for a while. We we, we started Forged in 2007, and that was right after I'd got out of the military. We just and got back. We yeah, we just got back, and I got out. I believe it, it was probably five months. I think after we got back from deployment, and if you guys remember, it, we just started making. I called it Knox actually at first, and we were just making T-shirts around the team and, and selling shirts. And I mean, honestly, I. I had always had the entrepreneur bug. It was something I always wanted to do, but you know, it's 13 years in the military. I wasn't really expecting, you know, to get out. I was gonna, you know, finish my career up. But we just started making t-shirts around the team. And you guys remember we did uh, like a tribute t-shirt uh, for Elliot Ten. Uh, remember the Papa Ten shirt? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And that really was what sparked it in my mind. We had all the time in the world. You remember when Ramadi were sitting around a fire stoking it and everybody had their, their great idea. They were sitting on those like, chairs and everybody had their binders rolled up because yeah. we had watched every movie and DVD we possibly had. And, and I remember you sitting out there going, I'm going to start a t-shirt company. And now yeah. look, we're sitting here, bro. And you did, and you grew it. And I, I just tell that's amazing sticking to that. I mean, it, it was probably idea number seven 
Because we'd all be out there around the fire putting out all these ideas. You know, team guys, it's just this, this factory of different ideas going on in her head and everybody spitting out ideas. And the good thing about team guys is they're brutally honest. Yeah. So you would be like, hey, I got this idea. You know, I'm going to create this. And, that. and they'd be like, that's the dumbest Stupid idea. idea. There'd be I a ever moment heard. of silence and they'd be like, that's the dumbest I ever even heard of in my entire life. You just need to go <laughs> haze yourself right now. That will not work. Yeah. Good. Go, go, to, go to bed. Where, so from where it started... Basically, like you could, you could honestly say in in the garage or in the trunk of your car to where it is now. It's it's just great. It's a, I mean, you could literally say it's a worldwide brand. Yeah, it, and we're definitely, especially uh, once we incorporated the Murph Challenge in, into Forged. You know, Forged also runs the Murph Challenge, which is an annual fundraiser that honors Lieutenant Michael P. Murphy, and we've raised over. Uh, I believe now at least 1.25 million for the Michael P. Murphy Memorial Scholarship Foundation wow. and in the museum and, and the yeah. museum mm-hmm. that, that it should be opening this year I got believe, delayed yeah. because of COVID, COVID but yeah. we'll definitely have to get out there for the uh, opening ceremony for the gala in April yeah yeah so they're actually going to be is it in April now the gala's in April and then the golf tournament's in June uh-huh. so they'll be doing uh, walkers through the museum. Anytime there's you know an opportunity to go to a, a team guy golf tournament, you never turn that down. Never turn I don't that even know down. why they call them golf tournaments, but yeah, that's a great idea. Oh, the never golf tournament in uh, Dubois that we the boot was it boot campaigns golf tournament, right? Yeah, you guys got to come up to my neck of the woods Remember up in that Pennsylvania. One last year? Oh. We've done that a few times. That, oh, yeah. that is awesome. That one I, is awesome. I, I would. We would want to get up there every year if we could. It got, it got shut down last year, but we had a blast. One with Paul Craig? Yeah, yeah, yeah with Paul the Craig, Craig brothers. Billy Craig. Ooh, a lot yeah. of fun. Oh, I, got so so fun. I got a live video oh, of that one, boy. <laughs> Mikey, that last time was singing so loud over the karaoke machine. Yeah, he was on the back of the golf <laughs> the, cart. The, golf cart. the funny thing was, I think it was supposed to, well, we were supposed to be like a foursome, and then me and Morgan were in the same golf cart, so all the team guys just gravitated like to being in. Everyone just started singing because yeah. we had the speaker in the back. We're yeah. blasting Thin Lizzy, and everyone just started so there, following. And there, awesome. I think we had about sixteen people golfing yeah. yep. in our crew, and then. Hole, yeah. By the time we got to the fourth hole, I think everybody else in the golf tournament just followed us just and followed watched us. They just oh playing golf. I wish we could pull up that golf video where you were singing with so Elvis. Hard. That, 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 was, that was, was so funny, yeah, singing Elvis. You were like, out "Don't there. talk on Marcus's backswing." Remember that? Yeah, Marcus was getting all serious. He into was. It. I was. Don't talk on no. my backswing. So oh, serious. Was I? So serious. I don't think anybody was serious. After about the eighth hole, no, I don't remember much after that. Yeah, that was that was good. (laughs) Dude, you started singing ACDC. I was like, we shifted gears. Remember that? (laughs) So funny. Get rowdy. Sam and I were standing over there on the on the tee box, and he was just over there going to work. That's when Mike was still drinking. They they had a karaoke station set up at one of the holes, and we decided we should probably take this karaoke (laughs) machine mobile. (laughs) So just like good team guys, we busted out some bungee cords, riggers, tape, zip ties, (laughs) this thing to the golf cart. Mm. That was hysterical. I probably wasn't singing as good as I thought I was in my mind after I saw the videos that made it social media. It all comes out of that scene from Navy Seals. The oh, golf, yeah, the boys golf are back yeah, in town. boys are back in town. As soon as that goes on, we just it's like a trigger in our head. just didn't sound as good when we were doing it. Yeah, every, every time you get team guys out for a golf outing, I think every team guy remembers that, and they try to recreate yeah, that. reenact it. We, we, we had a golf tournament in San Diego one time, and... Which I, which I learned, putting on charity golf tournaments, it, it's like a whole job in itself. 
And of course, you know, people want to come out and like, hey, I want to golf with some team guys. So you you ask your active duty buddies, it's in San Diego, they come out and it's always fun. But at the end, like you're already worried about like, hey, we have to raise a certain amount of money to donate to charity. And then the owner of the golf course comes in. He's like, well, this golf cart got drove into this lake and these two got flipped. Oh, we can't four find people these. didn't turn oh, their gloves in. Somebody's bathing in the pond. Uh, yeah, you're sitting there like crossing out. Your profit line's getting lower and lower and lower. Because you guys, y'all do a lot of things for multiple foundations. But Sam, you're... You're an influencer now. I mean, that's that's how heavy you are on social media. Yeah, that's how heavy. I am. Hey, that's the best way. Yeah, how it's, did, it's did that, Was that something? Did that just kind of? I don't. Because you're like the. I guess one of the only I, influencer we talk about. Met. I mean, really? yeah. no. How uh, about to be an avatar in a freaking video game? Influencer now too. Are we allowed to talk about that? Oh, how uh, how did that? Did that just kind of gradually come about? I guess about, just or? through Instagram, you start getting more and more followers, and then. Once you build a following, people, you know, different companies want you to rep their brand. So I started getting more and more companies. But then it got to the point where it's too many. Remember, we're like, we got to take pictures with these workout supplements and leggings. And it got to be a lot. It can be too much, right? It can. You guys get exactly. And then you're on social media constantly. And I couldn't do it anymore because between running Mike's account, my account, Forge, the Murph Challenge, our adventures account. It's like six different accounts, and it just got to be which way is too much. on there. Ultimately, it's six different lives, right? You have exactly. to, you have to, oh, you got to yeah. put everything you got into, and and then it becomes you have your real life, and then you have your social media life because yeah. you're trying to post everything on there with multiple different accounts. Yeah. So it so it is like living in a virtual world that is is reality because you can look into that virtual world, say something, and then you can see somebody react to it in front of you. It's like a, a joystick like on a video the one game, when right? they had the adventures, one of those pulled up, like the shark dive. Everyone's like, that looks amazing. We fought probably that whole time arguing with each other. You don't see what goes into it. It just looks like fun, right? But it yeah. takes a lot that goes into these adventures, you know, the scuba diving, the repelling, the rock climbing. It's a good story behind this. So the first... Mikey, there's always a good story when, yeah. when you tell it. The, the first trip that we ever went on as a couple, we, we went down to Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. And so I rent this dive boat. I think it, it was us and one other couple on the boat. And they take us out to this reef and... Mind you, I, don't, I didn't like the water at all. I never got into the water. Fish just freaked me out. Scared the crap out of me. Oh, yeah. What the hell? Jump into a... So, I mean, this is later on once he got me... Well, go ahead. So, so, so we went from Sam not wanting to get into the water, me having to beg her to get into water. Beg? No. This was our first excursion snorkeling trip. And he says, get in the fucking water now. And so I jumped in the water. I I mean, (laughs) you got to give me a little credit. I... Not yelling, for, for what motivating. I paid, I paid fifteen hundred dollars. Oh, there it is, right there. Hey, girl. So, so <laughs> get in the water. We get up to the reef, uh, and you know, I, I used, you know, my nice instructor skills to try to get her to get in the water and enjoy it and see all the colorful fish and corals. And so I get in the water. I'm showing her it's safe, and. And, you know, after 15, 20 minutes of that, I just, you know, went into a little deeper instructor mode, a little yeah. deeper instructor mode, yeah. tried to get her water. But she loved it. After that, yeah, after she that, completely we, loved it. We got scuba. Well, I did. I got scuba certified. I mean, and then we were just constantly free diving, snorkeling. Yeah, we went all the way. In, in, you know, now we, we're going on shark dives together. Yeah. She's down there. I love it. It's a different world. It is. Oh. You know? oh, yeah. But that's good. He really brought me out of my comfort zone with that. Where's your favorite dive spot so far? Oh, 
I love Mexico. Yeah, Cozumel. Cozumel is is yeah. We is say Cozumel amazing. here. Cozumel. But yeah, I think <laughs> Cozumel. Puerto Rico. Tomato, tomato. Cozumel. You can obviously great. tell a team guy that likes to dive after the military when it SDVs. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's you know how people love to say, that. "Oh, you're a seal. You love cold water." You're like, I don't get in cold water now unless someone's paying me. Mm. <laughs> like cold water not is, cold is, 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 is not my friend. When we dive now, it, it, you know, we're going to the Caribbean. <laughs> we're going somewhere where the water's clear and the water's warm. And e- even when I do go diving in the Caribbean now, I bring a wetsuit with me. You know, one one lesson I learned after buds, it's like there's a reason they issue you, oh, you know, a dozen wetsuits when you get to the team. It's because you don't need to be cold. Right. Yeah, you don't get paid to be miserable anymore. I I will take the extra two minutes to do a change out and take off my wetsuit once I hit the beach versus skinning it and going in the water. Because you always know how that happens. It's always you get that motivated chief or LPO that's like, all right, guys, we're just going to skin it on this one. And then you're waiting to do the insert. And you just always get wet. It's just how it is. Even if you're in a boat, somehow you hit a rogue wave and you just get completely soaked. And then as soon as you're you know you're waiting to insert, all of a sudden it's hurry up and wait. And now you're waiting. They're supposed to be hit the target, go. It's, it's four hours of waiting, wet and cold. And you're looking over at the guys who decided not to wear a wetsuit. And they're just shivering and jackhammering in a boat trying to cover up with a gas bladder or something ridiculous. So you're saying it's not as sexy as the commercials you see for the Navy SEALs and in the movies? Oh, yeah. That, that's always great. I thought it was being <laughs> Is as sexy as it was you see on the TV. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah we, were, we were talking about that too. Watching the uh, that Navy SEALs movie, the stuff that recruited us, like when you watched it, them coming out of submarine, chasing that boat down, having to climb up and take it all down. That was the sexiest thing I'd ever seen. I was like, I can't wait to do that. Well, I actually had to do that exact same thing, and it was the most miserable. I thought we were going to die every second. You know, what I mean, it was hardcore. It's the most horrific. It was thing you've awesome. Had to do. Yeah, it was unbelievable that, that they we could get that done. It truly was, but. But if you look at most of the Navy recruiting commercials, it's it's either a pilot, you know, just flying at Mach one, and the, or it's you know team guys or SBU guys in a boat doing all these cool takedowns and stuff like that, which is like two percent of what the Navy yeah, does. Like, yeah, and you're so pissed off by the time you get there. That's why we move like that because we're cold, wet, miserable. We got to get through here because you can warm oh up. But you know, it takes it back like after Hell Week it, when. You make it through Hell Week, and then you're doing like hydro reconnaissance, and you're out oh, there yeah. with a lead line and a slate, and you're like, I just went through, you know, this week of hell, and tell me this isn't really what team guys do. <laughs> tell me I'm not going to be out in the so surf zone every with the lead line has, and slate. I think that's a thing. And hydro Hell Week, I said the exact thing. I'm like, this is bull. We what are we doing out here being miserable? This sucks. Yeah, like, this is your gun. job, man. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, Roger that. I'll, let me circle. Let me circle back. Um, how uh, so? As a social media influencer and a successful businessman, that carries you guys. Are you ever home? home is, it blessing, year, is it a blessing and a curse? I, I would say it is. I mean, we both like to travel. You know, we're both type A personalities, you know, which makes us buttheads a lot of the times. But, you know, we have a lot of the same interest and, you know, a lot of the same goals. So for, for us... You know, being on the road and traveling and and having these opportunities, and is, we love creating content. We love it. Yeah, you know, that's our favorite. That's part. like the way, but you know, that's where we are as a culture these days. People live and breathe the, the content that's hanging oh, yeah. on these social medias. So you're basically, the content referring to that's life. That's your life. Mm-hmm. It, so you're creating your life. And you're enjoying it, and everybody else is absolutely. But That's, we only put the good stuff up. You don't see the fights and all it takes. <laughs> so should we should we invent an alternate? 
media source for that part? The behind the scenes, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. adventures of Mikey. Oh my God! You imagine somebody did behind the and scenes on us. And it's it's tough. She actually taught me a lot about so when we started dating. She's like, you know, you've made like four posts in four years on your Instagram yeah. account. And I was like, because we had a forged Instagram account in Murph Challenge, you know, for the business. But as far as the personal, I, I really didn't get into it that much. And, you know, I think it comes from our culture. Because social media that. wasn't huge. You know, we were like on MySpace and Facebook was just beginning, you know, when, when we got out of the teams. But, it, you know, in the military, especially in special operations, you know, social media is bad. Like you don't have social media and you don't have it. So it is a lesson once you get out to realize, yeah, I mean, like any tool, you know, you can use it, you know, positively and negatively, but she actually, you know, taught me how to use it positively. Especially if you own a brand, people want to associate a face with that brand and know that he's living the brand and actually, you know, what you're advertising, right? I mean, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. And it's relating to that audience yeah. now. It's, it's, it, it's a different dichotomy. It's, you know, even when I was a buzz instructor, I mean, especially when I was a civilian, I was getting getting older, we would have these briefs, you know, how to talk to the students and how the students are receptive. You know, most instructors, you know, would just, all right, yeah, that's fine. But we'd be like the YouTube generation. You know, these people, these kids learn a different way than us. You know, mm. they're receptive to different things. Granted, no one's receptive to get wet and sandy. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> but, but as far as, you know, when you get into teaching people and giving them skill sets that they need and, and how to retain that information. It, it, it is different. Uh, it, it, it was funny because we used to have to teach, you know, a PowerPoint class, you know, we never really did a lot of PowerPoint before we came into the teams where some of these kids now, you know, most of them actually, even in high school, they create PowerPoint briefs. So we would give this whole class on mission planning and PowerPoints and the kids would just be looking at us like all bored and I'd be like, oh, they're going to mess this up. And then they come out and I mean, the brief is better than mine. I'm sitting there asking, you know, the officers, you know, hey, how'd you do that? How'd you, how'd you incorporate that video in there? So as far as technology goes, like the the newer students and the, and the newer generation are way more advanced. But when you when you turn it back, just buds in itself, just the hard aspect of it, you know, getting through the, the mental game of it, that'll never change. Yeah, you're either receptive to it or you're not. You guys ran into a, I guess, the kind of a proverbial hiccup. Was it in 2020 when the come and take it flag? Was considered a, a racist oh, flag. Oh, our resurgence shirt with Chris one, Pratt. One of the shirts, yeah. And yeah, Chris that Pratt was, was 2019. Is that 19? Mm-hmm. I kind of yeah, lost track over 20. So Chris shirt. Pratt was wearing our "Don't Tread on Me" shirt, and then out in the media, they're calling him a racist for wearing our "A Don't Tread on Me" flag. Well, that's just ignorant. That somebody so, does, but that um, that's somebody that thing that came full circle. Well, well the it? thing is, we didn't even have the shirt on the website. It was an older shirt, so I everyone's like, <laughs> so we're like, oh my god, we got to bring this back. And we talked to Chris Pratt about it, and he's like, hey, how about you just donate a portion to Brain Treatment Foundation for me, and that's it, you know? So we we're like, this is great. He's a good dude. That's yeah, he's so solid, really. good, right? Yeah, he's oh. Chris, just Chris, the most normal person. I never met him, but I've always heard good things about him. Yeah, it's it's funny because, you know, I, I mean, people always say, don't meet your heroes. And mm. you just like, you know, you get met a lot of people on the movie and stuff like that. And, and there are a lot of people in Hollywood, it seems like they're out for their own agenda. Or maybe they're a little two-faced. But Chris is just, he, he is what he is. I, I would say like Andy Dwyer, <laughs> you know, he played yeah, from, from Parks, office, and Parks and Recreation. Yeah. You know, Chris is just, he's a normal dude. He's a funny dude. And we, he, 
and he's never asked for anything in return. He's always purchased his own apparel too. He purchases Forged. his own apparel. Mm-hmm. He's from the Murph Challenge. He, he's always promoted it. We did a Murph Challenge workout up at Jay Glazer's MVP Gym or sorry, Unbreakable Gym. Unbreakable. Uh, mm-hmm. Up in LA, right on Sunset Strip, and, and Chris, Chris put set up- everything together. Everything made sure there was a camera team there for us and. He briefed everyone on the workout, and some people wouldn't put on the shirt. Like, Tyga, I remember. He's like, oh, I don't need to wear the shirt. Chris is like, put on the shirt, and you're doing <laughs> but, the workout. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, just to be fair to Tyga, he was just working out in the gym. He was just working gym. out in the gym. And there, there, there's you know, a lot of celebrities and big MMA yeah. fighters yeah. and pro athletes that, that work out at the Unbreakable Gym. And Chris just Wrangled came in. He's all like, up. all right, we're going to be briefing this exercise. Oh, and uh, Tyga and his guys were leaving the gym. He's like, oh, no, Tyga, no, stop. Hey, here. you guys are going to be doing the Murph Challenge today. Yeah, <laughs> And awesome. he was like, sure, Chris. Yeah, that's great. Throw a shirt on. And then after he started briefing, he's like, uh, did you say 100 pull-ups? Oh. <laughs> Just to <laughs> start. Don't worry. We're going to have some assistance bands in here. But, I mean, everybody did it. It was a yeah, great was experience. Really... We're, we're running down Sunset Strip. Like, these people are going by, you know, and they're like, oh, that, that looks like Chris Pratt right there. Yeah. Sean Merriman, you know, and all these other – Randy Couture. And TMZ these... was taking pictures, and then the next day they're like – Chris Pratt's training with Navy SEALs to get fit for his wedding. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, this, it, it's just funny. That that, it's amazing case. how they spin that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, that lets you know, like all those tablets, they just put whatever they want yeah. in there. But it was cool. But yeah, Very it, cool it, was a, it was a great experience. Um, so, yeah, they actually had us on Fox News to come on and talk about the shirt. Yeah, um, which is funny. Did you tell them that the back of the shirt had uh, the ML, a version of the MLK quote on it? Yeah, the the quote that we used on the back of the shirt was actually taken from an, an MLK quote. So it, it was pretty funny that people would, you know, call that shirt out and say, oh, Chris Brown has ties to white supremacy because yeah. it was a, you know, don't, don't try it on me flag. flag. And we're, I mean, really, it was just symbols of American history mm-hmm. and, and different flags and, and symbols that we had put together on the shirt, which the shirt was, was seven years old. It, like I said, we didn't even we didn't have even it have in it. the inventory at the time. So that just lets you know how, how times are changing and people can look at something and, and, and just, you know, assume that now that's considered racist. You know, I mean, there's people that will just say the American flag these days is, is yep. racist. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like patriotism should not be confused with racism. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you should always take pride in your country. That, I mean, that's, that's my opinion. That's how I believe. But if, if people aren't taking pride in ownership, pride in the flag, pride in your country, then what do you really have? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's what makes every great organization, you know, every great nation has to have that pride. You know, it has to have, you know, the commitment from the people or you're, you know, you're just going to fall apart. And that's just sure. how we looked at. Well, well, you can't so, have pride in anything if you haven't worked for it. Exactly. I think we have a great appreciation of nationalism because we flew that flag on every single op. America was forged. Everything great. Like, we had to fight for it. I mean, we don't always like to fight for it and stand up there and have to deal with all Wait the other stuff. Wait to fit that in. I like it. There you good. go. Just, yeah, You're write good. that shit down. Plug. Forged. Fast forward to 2020. 2020. What was 2020 like for you guys as influencers, business owners? Like, how so did 2020 different? was hard, you know, because now we're we, not oh, traveling. We all came in that kind of together. We were still talking. Uh-huh. And we just... When, when on the lockdown because we went to the ranch and we were joking around I was like hey we're going to do this let's do this because we oh, didn't have yeah. any idea how it was going to go oh, how yeah. long that was going to last I had no but. idea we, I mean, we definitely had to use you know all the skills we learned in the teams being flexible being innovators 
Uh, just your basic task of just creating products. You know, we ran into obstacles. I mean, there were so many you know places around the world that shut down. So just basic, you know, getting materials, um, you know, getting things produced. Uh, some of our manufacturers they, they had to and shut if I down. May, actually, with the Murf Challenge, that was the biggest obstacle because here you have a workout right oh, that everyone does in the gym. Now they shut down all gyms. So all these official hosts that we have who sign up every year, I mean, they're closed down. So th- what did save us, though, is a lot of people were looking for challenges to do. Yeah. So they're Googling challenges, and the Murph Challenge would pop up. So they're like, what is this? So we actually had a lot of participation, The NFL came good. online with that, too. Yes, we did. Uh, you did with the Remember Washington that? Redskins. Yeah, yeah they we're, signed we're, up we're as we're an like, official hey, host. How, how are you going to do I was like, I won't be underneath my stairs right here with that mop yep. handle trying to... Hey, coming up with all those different ideas, mm-hmm. that was fun. I mean, yeah, that was great. it was great. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the great thing about the Murph Challenge is you can really do it anywhere. Mm-hmm. You don't need, except for a pull-up bar, you don't need equipment. Got tree limbs so, somewhere. Yeah. Right. We've had a handful of NFL teams sign up as official hosts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so any people that are listening right now that work <laughs> for any professional sports organizations, open your mail because I've been sending you letters for the last three years <laughs> well, well, to participate in the Murph Challenge. Yeah. But uh, we goose, we, we. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I was licking the envelopes and stamping them. Uh, she may have proofread the letter, <laughs> actually, she probably wrote the entire thing. <laughs> but, 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 but we've had a lot, especially in the NFL, we, we've had quite a few NFL athletes that have participated in the Murph Challenge. It usually falls in the off season. So that does make it a little difficult for the organizations to have, um, you know, a, 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 a official event at the facility. Of course, it's the Murph Challenge. It's but, Murph Challenge. It's going to be uncomfortable for everybody. It's always at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. When some, you know, it's, it's yeah, like, of course. But yeah. we, we have had, like, the Washington Redskins. We did a virtual one this year. Marcus was on it. And, 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 Marcus course, and Rob O'Neill were guests. Yeah. When, when, when you guys got on there, which was, which was funny after it was over and we talked to him. And the people behind it were like, they actually, there was more people online listening to you guys than the former Redskin players. Like, you know, people really wanted to, yeah. to hear the stories. And we really appreciate you coming on. For oh, that. Yeah. That, that was, was great. That was awesome. And that's how we're doing this. Kind of, when we got back, we got separated. And everybody went out and, and captured what they were supposed to. And we're kind of bringing it all together, just tighten mm. those laces back up. And it's all, they're all falling into place. One thing y'all do, one thing we do works together. And we, mm-hmm. we help each other to build this to, and watching out for each other. Exactly. I mean, the charities and, and everything that y'all do, including Forge. I mean, good job. I had this vision in my head. I'd just come out of the tent. You've already sitting there, had that binder in your lap, and you kind of had your head down doing all that deal. My bad idea binder. I'll never forget that. And um, I remember what the weather was doing, dude. And I was like, what are you, what are you doing, man? He's like, oh, I'm, I'm getting this done. It's a T-shirt thing. I'm like, hey. In that world, hell, we could have died the next day. You know, I was like, all right, cool. But it was those moments pulling out of there and, and seeing that was, was... And we are very fortunate to have Forge and that we can help out charities yeah. through Forge because this year was a really hard year for charities because oh, they yeah. couldn't have events to raise money. So well, we were up. able to do that kind through the end. sale of the shirts, you know, yeah. and I, I love that we can do that. And and definitely for for me, I'm sure same for Sam, It's that that's really what makes all the hard work and mm-hmm. all the long hours and effort... It really be worthwhile is yeah. being able to help our fellow veterans and first responders and just having that ability. Like it, it is a really good feeling, you know, just, you know, take, 
most of the charities that we support, we have a connection with. You know, they're families of our fallen brothers yeah. or they're police, enforcement. police officers that are in our local area. Mm-hmm. So just w- when you see that tragedy or you, t- you talk to that Gold Star family and they let you know, you know, what they're actually doing with their charities and how they're helping out service members. So just being able to, you know, make a shirt that represents exactly what they stand for mm-hmm. and then donating to that organization it's it's just such a good feeling yeah we had a full in san diego police officer in 2016 and with the blue line shirt we raised seventy six thousand dollars for his family no and that was it just makes me so happy you know yeah that kind of stuff i love it's definitely very rewarding yeah well and that's why we do it's funny some people don't see it that way but you actually work hard to become successful and then when we go to those functions it's to show everybody else like hey i, I accomplished something and i'm giving back to mm-hmm. help out in my in my community and, th- and that's how they it comes back around like hey man they'll help out in any way they can when they're doing good mm-hmm. you, you see that and then when you're not doing good people will help you yeah and that's how we had to do is just start building that back up kind of went away a long time ago and as we're, we're coming back in it's like hey it's more important for us to to take care of each other yeah, absolutely, especially us. after this year. Yeah, you know, did you the the obstacles that everyone is facing this year? I mean, I mean, you can even you know even Hollywood shut down. Right, like friends of ours that you know, know. former team guys <laughs> that work as stuntmen, you yeah, know, and, and advisors on films. That's you know, one like, place that's not supposed to shut down. Like, <laughs> man, I'm on unemployment right now, you know, or I'm I'm going to take contract jobs back overseas because there's just no work going there's on. That's right crazy. Right, right this now. is one thing because normally if, if times are bad out here, we'll work how hard, however hard we can to pay them to be entertained. To take yep. our minds off of the bad stuff, and they, you, you, they took that away from us. You can't even, there's no mo- new movies coming out, and that's right. All the old, old ones are good, any better. Every, anyway. Yeah, everybody's Why? recycling yeah. all the films <laughs> on Netflix. You're like, how is that in the top ten now? You know, we've been cycling through the '80s, '90s movies. Rad came on. Oh, to Rad, dude, so Rad. great. We, we, when, Do a backflip off the kicks ball. What's the kicks ball? Crew that's is right. Rad. Kicks ball, bro. So what's so. What's bowl. next on Kicks Bowl? Is Kicks even still around? I don't I think know. It's so. a good question. What's you next? What's next for? I mean, what's on the horizon for Forge and you and you two? Well, right now we're in the middle of a Texas campaign. You want to speak on that one with AJ Buckley? Yeah, we're actually doing a campaign right now uh, with AJ Buckley, one of the actors on SEAL Team. We've actually had great support uh, from the entire SEAL Team cast. Uh, Max, and the entire state Neil, of Texas. <laughs> been, all the guys have been repping our shirts on the on actual episodes. On episodes, yeah. Um, so last season... They Dude, that's wo- huge, man. Oh, it's so oh, awesome it's great. to see AJ Buckley's just been the absolute best. He wears the Uncommon I mean, Grit that's, shirts that's on every episode. He makes it a point to make sure he's enforced. I love it. Yeah, I mean, AJ goes above and beyond. He does. I mean, he goes from scene to scene wearing forged hat and yeah. different shirts. And we, we did, uh, you know, Darren McBurnett, McBee did Uncommon Grit. We, we did a collaboration with him where we used some of his images on our shirts. Mm-hmm. And so, that guy, his, oh, they're, his they're art is amazing. amazing. Yeah. Exactly. His photography is incredible. Is awesome. Mm-hmm. And so uh, SEAL Team had sold the shirts and the wardrobe had purchased some. And, and so that's kind of how it all got connected. And then AJ just took a liking to it and he contacted us. And, you know, it's great to get it out there. But if you can put something behind it, like, you know, just with all of our shirts, if there's some more meaning behind it, if we're giving back to something. We do that with all the shirts. It, 
but for the specific shirt, we talked to AJ because his character, uh, Sonny Quinn, is a Texas character. Like, you can't have a, a show about seals without having some boisterous, loudmouth Texas character on there. <laughs> yeah, you guys are welcome. <laughs> I thought we made that perfectly every, Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's you so true. You know, in every it's, you know, seal platoon task unit troop, there is always that guy from Texas. <laughs> Loud comes belly in laugher. There. If, you're real lucky, if you're real lucky, there's two of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I work yeah. in pairs. Or, or you got two twins on there that they will let you know they are from Texas every waking moment. That's right. That's how we roll. You'll see but, it on us when we walk in the door. But it, it, it's just, it, it's another kind of pride too. And it, it just all worked out because we were actually going to do a state pride collection for our biggest states, you know, most popular states, most supportive states. Obviously, Texas, Texas was is number, number one. one. Texas and California. Yeah. Think of that weird. Yeah. Most people don't think that, but California absolutely yeah. is patriotic. And there's, oh, uh, there's more San veterans Diego? living in California than there are in Texas. And more Californians serving in the military, military than... And that's just the thing, especially in Southern California. There, there are a lot of veterans in Southern California. There. I mean, it's a lot of military pride there. It's just there's so many people in the state that, you know, you take, you know, San Francisco and L.A., they're going to outnumber all the yeah. people in San Diego. So, yeah, definitely, you know, California leans more liberal in that sense just because, you know, the population, the greater population is more liberal. State. But It's the only time when I come off an airplane, I'm happy to be there. Is that California? Yeah, that's sunny. the truth, man. That's a... It's cool it because you got the yeah. ocean. You can ah, go an hour north yeah, and get snow. You got about the ocean, but yeah. California's it's just, uh, yeah, it's something. I enjoy my our time. There. So anyway, um, you got the Texas brand. So we we worked with AJ and we talked about doing the Texas Pride collection with him, the collaboration. And we asked him, you know, we're going to donate a portion of the proceeds to a charity of your choosing. And AJ suggested the Gary Sinise Foundation, which is Great. an amazing foundation. Mm-hmm. And AJ awesome. had worked with Gary on, I believe it's CSI. CSI, New York. yeah. So he he had a you know a personal relationship with Gary, and and we were just you know we were one hundred percent on board. Uh, Gary had came down to Buds a few times while I was an instructor, and he would come down. He would talk with everybody. He would go to the hospital and you know visit wounded service members, and you know he's given away so much I money. Mean, they build homes for mm-hmm. you know yeah. disabled veterans, and that's incredible. And, and there's a lot of uh, you know celebrities, professional athletes, and people who have foundations. But Gary has been doing this. I mean, I believe he started even back in the '80s before okay. oh, any yeah. of the other. He's our boss. People got on board. That kind of thing. It, it, exactly. You know what I mean? He's been doing and, it in a while. So we, we, we were totally stoked about that. It, you know, having Gary Sinise Foundation on board, even some of our good friends, other team guys are on the board there Jason Redman, yeah, right. Billy Wagasi. So we were in Ramadi with Wags. Yep. Yeah, so, I, you know, I gave Billy a call. And, you know, he was a board member and talked to him about it. And he, you know, put us in touch with all the people that it's were one of those super smart decision guys, makers. Too. I was just going to say, brilliant. Oh, brilliant. Looking at him, he's. he's He's terrifying. So you've never at. seen him. I've only talked to him on the oh, phone. But. Oh, man. We were in. Dude. Just, he's got a degree from Notre Dame and uh, what, Pepperdine. Pepperdine law degree. Yeah. Just an overachieving nexus, too. Wags. Uh, yeah, wags. Dude. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's cool, man. Do you, do you remember when the, uh, it was that the uh, general came in to speak to us when we were in Ramadi? And he was like, I just want to speak to the, you know, E6 and below. 
and he, and they came in, started talking, and then he got into a little back and forth with Billy. Yeah. And he was like, hey, uh, this is supposed to be E6 and below. And he's like, yeah, I'm an E5. And he was like, looking because, you know, Billy had a law degree from Pepperdine yeah. at that time, played football for Notre Dame, just a very, you know, well-educated, experienced guy. And so finally the general was like, yeah, we'll just talk offline. Uh, <laughs> well, mind you, in Ramadi, he, he didn't. He didn't look like that. You remember that? I would yeah. go into his tent. I was like, clean this up. He's one of our snipers. He wouldn't bathe. And he would wear that same, and his hair's all out. I mean, really? He just looked, he had beast mode going. <laughs> so he's real scary. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine. Oh, he's always man. like, we had the best time. Like, he would hammer oh, yeah. me every time. Like, we would just get back off and up. And then he'd be like, hey, we're going out again? I'm like, yeah, man, just give me a second to pl- plan the mission. <laughs> you know, he'd, just be, he'd ready to go, man, all the time. Probably could have just left him out there. <laughs> him and Downs, you know. Just, oh, yeah. <laughs> God, that crew we had. Downs, it reminded me, what was the movie there? Apocalypse Now. Yep. You remember when? Yeah. Is it Marlon Brando? Yep. Plays a character. He comes up out of the water and with the face that paint on. That that does that. You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> putting yeah. the headband on. That was Adam yeah. when we were yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> you know, he, he was He'd be out man. back practicing with his bow and arrow. Just Three uh, of us brought our bows out there. And yeah, the uh, the headshed wasn't too keen. No, they what are these for? Taking like, bow and arrows out of bow out of combat. <laughs> like you can't go shoot somebody with a bow and arrow. I was like, people have been doing that for th- <laughs> what, what are you talking about? This isn't inhumane. You, I mean, uh, our, they didn't buy that debate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, think of the fact that you come around a corner and someone's stuck to the wall with an arrow. You didn't hear it. Yeah, I don't think we need that getting. Well, out that's there. when I said that. They're like, no, you definitely can't carry your bow. <laughs> I yeah, can't believe when he brought up times. the influencer stuff, you didn't tell the story how you stole my one of my modeling jobs. Oh, please, do tell that. Please, yes. But yeah, and some a lot of the modeling jobs that I do, he'll help out behind the scenes, make sure everything's squared away, all the tactical advising on it. And so I did a shoot for a helicopter company uh, for a calendar. He's back. And then they called me back a couple months later. Yeah, we want to do another shoot. And I'm like, okay, when? You know, I'll be out there. They're like, we're actually looking for a mic. We want Mike to do the shoot. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Now he's stealing my modeling jobs. So you got to Not do Not as the model, though. Yeah, as a model. Is that you? Well, what that is? is. So that's what we were just talking about, the influencing. I said, Mike has stolen a couple of my yeah, modeling I jobs. I, I've, I've seen it. <laughs> I, 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 I was... Holy shit. When I would go on, on her model shoots and I would shoot all the BTS stuff or, you know, I was guy holding light and well, just making sure all the equipment's right. We do a lot of tactical yeah, shoots. Yeah, we know why. So you're there. Yeah, yeah. It. It's really rough. Right. I, I, we can see you. It's right? really rough job, as yeah. you can with see from the girls. calendars. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Mike's with 12 girls. It's so brutal. Dude, I had your last calendar hanging up, and um, it was so funny. It was on. It was on the, your, hey, that's not me. It was on your month. <laughs> he likes blondes. It was on your month, and, and Melanie walks in. She's like, why do you have a picture of Sam up in your. First of all, <laughs> it's not a picture, it's a calendar. It's a calendar. And it's her month. And like, it's better me It'd than be some other girl. It'd be weird if I had somebody else's yeah, it was uh, month girl. up. Now granted, it's still up, but you know. Well, now we got 2021. You mean you're hanging out with all these chicks at the same time? Oh, yeah. Same time. Yep. Same time, At the same time. Same time. <laughs> and you think it would be fun, right? How was it, though, oh, in real my. life? Uh, 12 girls, 12 it, influencers, it, it, they right? put one of those, you There's know, like the reality. There's a reason why they call them Valkyries, right? Like the real shows. They're all military? They're all military? This one, they're all military. Not not that one. Half of them in that, Put 12... Those Instagram are all models girls in, in one house in Las Vegas yep. for a calendar shoot, a and then show? just put some cameras up <laughs> Should there. Should have been. Oh man! <laughs> and, and it was just you. 
Well, me and the, and photographer, the photographer were the only males. We shot a lot of them out, out on ranges. And you didn't call for backup. Yeah, well, you know. No, you, you know what? <laughs> hey, while, we were out there, <laughs> while we were out there, it was Hunter's birthday, remember? You guys oh, were out yeah, there for Hunter's oh, birthday. Right. Right. Yep, when we were shooting that calendar. That's why we so. didn't get invited. Yeah, we had something else going down. Yeah, it was Hunter's birthday. Is that chick a Marine? I don't know what branch she is. It doesn't say on there, huh? I'm not sure. But the funny story about that shoot was... Uh, they they had a helicopter and it had a saw mounted to the side of it. So we would go up and you know the girls are shooting at the targets into the mountain and they come down and shoot some scenes and I, I had about four belts around my neck, you know, and because obviously a saw's belt fed machine gun. So I I put the four belts around my neck or so and I went over and I was just reloading the machine gun in between runs and. The photographer had snapped some photos of me in between loading it, and uh, somebody gives me a text. They're like, "Hey, check out the the latest ballistic magazine." No, it was a ballistic. It was yeah, ballistic. ballistic. He's like, "Check out the latest issue of Ballistic Magazine. You're in there." And I'm like, "What?" So I get it and I open it up, and it's that picture of me like reloading it. Where's that at? And blue, it, I know we should have brought that magazine. That? It, 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 oh, because you know we'll print that out and send it to uh, CLT. If you can and find like, it. Yeah. It's on. Um, it it it, it, it actually said like yeah. Weapons, you know, it, it gave a name for the company and said, like, instructor, you know, for this company. And I was like, wow, that's a job I don't even know I had. I didn't realize I was an instructor. Um, well, I mean, being no, outside yeah, exactly. there. <laughs> but, well, they didn't even ask. They they had him listed as working for gunship. So I reached out to him and I said, hey, you kind of got this wrong. He doesn't work. For, he's a former Navy SEAL, owns Forge. So they said, we're so sorry. We'll do an article on him. So then he was in the, that one with Jack Carr. So they did a whole spread on Mike and Forged. Uh, just awesome. It was just cool that it was in the same one that Yeah, uh, that was really Jack great of them to do that. Yeah. They're going to have to find yeah. that and send it to us. Yeah. It's on his Instagram. You'll have to. Yeah, but. it was it was pretty cool because, like I said, Jack Carr was on the cover. Yeah, you guys should definitely get him on the show. Yeah. Write that down. Yeah. But he, he was actually the feature, so he was on the cover. And then they had another... Um, they, they, he, he basically was talking about different gear that they use in his books, you know, in the terminal list and yeah. talking about how, you know, the new series, the terminal list series that Chris Pratt's going to be starring in was coming up. And so, you know, he was mentioning like half face blades, you know, it's owned by our good friend, Andy Arbito and Resco watches. So he brought up all these other team guys. So it was cool just to be in this same Magazine, issue, yeah. you know, and they had articles on multiple different team guys. So if you could have picked one issue, it was to a be coincidence in, that was, for sure. Yeah. And, and I didn't even know it. I did the interview with them. They go, okay, it'll be out next month's issue. So they shot me a couple issues and I see, you know, Jack Carr on the cover that, you know, the magazine. So that, that was really cool just to be linked in with, yeah, with yeah. all your best friends. Small world. Guys we yeah. grew up with. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Me and him actually had went to Bud's together. We were in first phase. So just, you know, knowing somebody for over 20 years and being featured in the same issue with him was really cool. It's cool. So what about now? 2021 just kicked off. Getting ready for the Murph Challenge. We're when is that again? That. So we normally open registration every April 1st, and then it takes place on Memorial Day. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, that's the, the culmination. Oh, it usually goes can, on Memorial yeah. Day. But you can t- take it whenever. In, in, you know, like everyone else like in, in the world right now, we're just hoping this pandemic starts passing very, very yeah. fast. It, it, so it stops interrupting everybody's, you know, business flow and, and how 
basically just how the entire world operates. So for us, like Sam alluded to a little bit earlier was last year, our biggest hurdle was, I mean, most of the gyms or a lot of the gyms, at least that participate in the Murph Challenge are your smaller functional fitness gyms. Yeah, your CrossFit gyms. Mm -hmm. And you know, we're trying to get F45 on board. So yeah. maybe put a little uh, word in the ear of your buddy Wahlberg there. Marky maybe Mark. get them on board. We're doing it right now. <laughs> talk so, smack. So just get, getting... The way your gym will keep up. <laughs> getting the smaller functional fit, fitness gyms on board because, you know, obviously the Murph is a challenging workout. And, it you know, it's it, and it really <laughs> gives, all, you know, the civilians and these people that want to support it a little taste of, you know, a team PT. You know, we, we had Frogman Friday, we come in and you know, you, you do your little run, swim runs. And you know, of course, I say little, but little. I was like, Wait a minute, man, dude, we had to run the Aya Loop, which is 13 miles, after swimming around Ford Island, which is three and what? Three miles. Dude, yeah. that, that was always great. It, it was always great. It, you know, the team guy brief, it's just the whiteboard out there. So you, like when we were at Team 5 and the Friday's around, you're like, ah, oh, it's Friday, man. Hopefully we get off by noon. You know, we'll head down to Danny's. And then all of a sudden, you know, and usually it was whoever was briefing it. Like, you knew if this dude was a PT stud. Yeah. You know, like, they, they would draw you. Like, oh, great. That's Coronado Island you're drawing. So we're going to swim halfway around it. Then we're going to go. Oh, we're going to run around it. Then we're going to come back to the team. Oh, we're going to do two O courses. Then you're going to go into the range. And then, you know, you're going to sh do a shooting test. Then you're going to come back out, do another O course. And then basically just haze yourself at the end. For, you know, do some rope climbs. So yeah, it's always great when you do some rope climbs at the end. Like, let's do 15 rope climbs. So the last seven turned into fast ropes oh yeah so sure. top, that's how down. i got bust, how I bust my leg there, there's no skin left on your hands you know you're, you're just all chafed up uh, and then everybody's sitting at danny's you know just bleeding out your hands with a beer you're like teams and shit teams Great. and shit man <laughs> <laughs> that's what we yeah, <laughs> yeah whoever came up with the you know the only easy day yeah, was yesterday, yesterday. like there's really a lot that goes into that. That you know, was no the day most in the profound statement ever. <laughs> and I would love to know where they were sitting and what they were doing and what had just happened when they looked, when that dude looked over and said that. It, and, and after being an instructor for a long time, I mean, you really, you look at whoever created Hell Week, you know, and it goes back to it, like whoever created that was a genius. And I mean, it goes all the way back to Bud's class one, like, Yes, they've changed some evolutions, but the basic blueprint and map for Hell Week is the same. And you know, if it was team guys involved, they didn't know all of the issues that went behind it. Like, can a human being actually stay up for five days straight you know, and still function? What's the, you know, your brain and all your cognitive skills? Getting How really are they cold, really hot, and beating the mess out of them. Exactly. And, and that's why you always say with, you know, the definition of forged, you know, is to form with great concentration by heating and hammering beat into shape. And you just compare that to buds. And that's exactly, you just think of a piece of wrought iron, red hot, getting hammered, dunked into ice cold water, again, heated, hammered. Like that is exactly the process, you know, of taking a guy off the street, putting through buds training and becoming a seal operator, that whole forging process. In, that's I'm, amazing. That's a good point. That's amazing. I mean, they, they had two outlines of, of programs that were sound, and they put those together. Well, what they couldn't anticipate is what, what it would have created, which is us. And it evolves, too, off of each other. That's the best part about it. Yeah, exactly. It's funny when you talk to some of the, you know, the old World War II frogmen, and, and there's not many left now. 
but a lot of those guys would come around the center. And that was a real cool thing about, you know, after I got out of the military when they hired me back as a civilian buds instructor, because that job just didn't exist and until, you know, the war was at its height and we just didn't have enough SEALs to actually go to, you know, fight all the battles and then run all the training. So he brought back some SEALs who were actually, you know, prior instructors to come back and do it. So when I got that phone call, that was pretty exciting. And hey, you want to come be a buds instructor? And I'm like, you realize I'm out. I'm a civilian, right? Like, yeah, we'll bring you back to be a buds instructor. So, of course, you know, how I'm thinking of this is, all right, I'm going to come back. I'm going to be in charge of the records in first phase, you know, <laughs> like, no, you're going to be out there. You're going to be wearing a uniform, just won't have any rank on it. You'll so be out be there leading PTs. And literally come in and beat people at Buzz. <laughs> that's cool what you're telling that? me. Yeah, it's, and it's so cool in San Diego when we run into a student. They're like, that's my instructor, Instructor Sowers. I'm like, wow. That's so cool. Well, you know how it is. It, just like your buds instructors. <laughs> that's not what they're saying. Uh, yeah, right. That's to what they're saying. Face is what they say. Yeah, yeah. That's what they say in front of you. But yeah. it's funny how much of an effect that buds has on you. Like you can remember, especially first phase. Like you can remember every first phase instructor. Like it, now that you know we've been out of the teams for several years, like I got to think back sometimes about guys I did platoons with. Be like, oh yeah, I remember I was in a platoon with that guy. But you never forget those first phase instructors. I mean, that is so just ingrained in your brain. Just I remember where I met that, that where I saw them for the first time. Like, some you. of them I remember where I saw them for the first time. Like Mike Getka. <laughs> oh, yeah. Terry Pat, you know, them dudes are Randy Bosley. He's like, <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I don't, anyone who had Mike Gekka in training oh, will never dude. forget Mike Gekka. <laughs> dude, God, he still. I, I remember one evolution me. that we did was stand on the berm and instructor Gekka with the rocks at you. That was, yeah. that, was, that was a great evolution. And, and the funny thing, you know, anybody that's been through Buds knows that the worst thing you can do is get your helmet scraped up. Like if your helmet gets scraped up or cracked or broken all night, you're, you're just sitting there painting and scraping oh, your helmet. So, so now you get more sleep and, uh, you know, and, and what do board team guys do? They throw rocks, you know, that resonates into the teams when you get there. So I remember people be throwing rocks at us and you're like, you're covering your helmet up because you'd rather take a shot to the, you know, the arms and the legs of the chest rather than stay up all night and paint your helmet. Well, thanks. Oh, before I guess this thing, just say, hey, thanks you guys for coming out. I mean, is, give us a plug. How do we follow you guys? what's next that we can we can promote for you guys so forge clothing um murph challenge the murph challenge.com forge.com say in the sexy voice i i don't have a sexy voice as mike the raspiness go ahead mike trust me i don't forge mike yeah <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't have the sexy voice you want to hear what a voice is this summer one man yeah. oh the downtown DJ voice. <laughs> yeah. One man, one mission. That is to take over the world. There you go. That's it. That's awesome, man. Thank y'all for coming Thank out. You. Seriously. Thank Thanks you for, for having us. With us. I look forward to what the future brings. That wasn't so us. bad. That wasn't scary. No, I didn't think it was scary. Are you still like on edge? <laughs> I know. I'm still like, oh. Yeah, of course she is. But it's good when Mike just keeps going and starts talking and story time, and so then I'm like, all right, story bit. time, I rambling remember, on. I always remember you're the subject matter expert. People are here to hear what you have to say. <laughs> hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the show. If you liked it, share it with a friend. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We're available anywhere you can get your podcast: Spotify, iHeartRadio, you name it, we're there. Make sure you check out our gear: shop.teamneverquit.com. Mike and Sam, thanks again for coming out. Thank you so much. Love thank you so you much for having us. We'll see you guys next week. 